Every hand raised. If possible, every hand raised towards heaven. And just love him for just a little while longer. Oh, what a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful God that we serve. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless all of you tonight. What a wonderful, wonderful presence of the Lord in this place. You may be seated. I was taking a nap today for just a little over an hour. I felt to catch up on some rest, and, and so I did. And I had a dream. The Lord showed me a few things in this dream, and when I woke up, the Lord began to deal with me with this particular way for tonight's service. I wish that I could somehow really wish I was able to show you, to help you to understand the place that you're in, in the will of God. That these services are just not what we would call regular revival services. But actually ordained by the Holy Ghost. Ordained of God. For you, for you to enter in a rim, a dimension, a level in faith to see the greatest things that you've ever seen in your lifetime. Somebody say praise the And I believe that with all of my heart. I believe with all of my heart that the Holy Ghost is wanting to do greater things with this church than you've ever seen before. And uh, I believe that you're going to see it. Turn to your neighbor and look at them and say, I'm so glad that you're here. And I want to thank all of you for being faithful to the house of God and to the services that we've been having. Thank you for being faithful to all of our guests that have come tonight. Thank you for coming to join with us to worship God. Thank you so much for the offering, the love, the kindness that you have shown Sister Sherman and I. She was not able to be here tonight having to work and 
and, but I'm sure I know she would have liked to have been here. I love you. We love you. And so M- Matthew chapter 21, if you please, in verse number 21. Matthew 21 and verse number 21. This is what the Lord gave me today for you. And Jesus, or should I say Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith, everyone say have faith, and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. It shall be done. And all things, not some things, not certain things, but all things. Everyone say all things. Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. This is the word of God that cannot lie. Turn to your neighbor one more time. Say, do you have faith? Do you believe that if you do, you shall receive? Father, we love you tonight, and I appreciate your presence. I appreciate what you've done and what you're going to do. I know within myself I am no one. I don't have the capability, the understanding, the knowledge. I have nothing within myself. But with you, God, I know with you I can do anything, God, you've asked me to do. So I'm asking you, Lord, to help me one more time. To somehow, somewhere, bless your people tonight. Do a good work. Quick work, Lord. In Jesus' name. If you have prayed believing, then look for it. Let me say that again. If you have prayed believing, praying in faith, then go out and look for it. Look for the evidence of what you have prayed for. Because as sure as I'm standing here tonight, if you have talked to God and you have had faith in your God, believing whatever you have asked for from God, God will give it to you if you continue to believe and praise God. Somebody shout yes. I never forget when I was a young man, and I was young at one time, and uh, I uh, was looking forward to perhaps maybe getting this particular bicycle, and it was from a store, a store called Western Auto, and uh, how many of you remember? And so I wanted this particular bicycle, Brother Davis, and uh, 
It was a nice bike. And oh, how I wanted that bike. It, it had sissy bars. And I don't know if you remember that. And banana seat. And uh, had a big slick tire in the back of the bike. And a smaller tire in the front. And the handlebars just came out and did a couple of loops and came in. There was a shift in the front of the banana seat that had uh, uh, one, two, and three. And, and also another shift that had... That was there for uh, the brakes. And oh how I wanted that bike. You're looking at me like this guy's nuts. There we go. I wanted it. So I began early. And I began to whisper some things in, to my mother. And told my mother and uh, I would like a bike, and this is what I want. And, and of course, you know the way moms are and dads are when you begin to ask something for Christmas early, and they say, oh, no, 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 it's hard, and uh, we can't afford it, and, uh, or give you some kind of excuse, you, you're too young to, for that type of bike, or no, 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 no. But I knew that it was my mom. And I knew mom loved her boy. And uh, I knew that she was saying all these things because she usually says that I've learned my mom through the years. And, and so I knew that if I would ask enough and, and I would just push a little hard, and I, I, just, I knew for just that fact that mom will do whatever she would have to do to get me the bike. Dad, I'm not quite sure, but I know mom would get me the bike. And so there I proceeded, Lord, mom, I like this bike. And she said, no, mom, I would like this bike. And, and after a while doing this, pastor, I began to look around the house and, and uh, look in the closet or go outside and peep into the shed or somewhere. Why? Because I was looking for the bike. Christmas was soon to come, and so I knew that she was going to get that bike because my mother and my father love me, and I know that they're going to do their best for me to get that bike. And so I began to dig in her purse and see if there was a receipt or perhaps maybe in a drawer that said, Western Auto bike for David, Christmas present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked for it because I asked her and I knew I was going to get it. And I went on and went on and went on and went on looking for it. And when Christmas came around, it was Christmas Eve and I went to bed and she tucked me in in bed and it was Christmas Eve and of course at that age it was uh, now you got to go to bed because if you don't go to bed Santa Claus will not pass and uh, and the cookies were laid out and the milk was there and I was ready waiting for Santa Claus to come and and of course I went into bed she took me in and, and gave me a kiss and and I knew that when you fell asleep you uh, as I watched others or at that time I was watching particular shows and, and I would watch them, you know, they couldn't take a breath, you know. Watching people sleep. And so I proceeded to stay up, but I had to make sure that they thought that I was sleeping. 
And so, of course, I went on and I was here in bed going. You know, she knows I'm sleeping. And so I did that for quite a while. And when everything got quiet in the house, about three o'clock in the morning, I got out of bed. Sneaking towards that living room where that particular tree was. And I knew that when I would turn that corner. And I knew when I would look around that there would be a bicycle right by that tree. Hopefully, you know, but no, I know it's going to be there. And so I did. And when I turned that corner, there was that bike, sissy bar, banana seat and everything. And I remember about three o'clock, three or so in the morning, I started riding my bike around the coffee table. And I was all excited because mama had gotten the bike for me. I know this is simple, but there's a God that loves us more than anybody else in this world brother Davis and if we ask God for something and we believe it you might as well be looking for the receipt you might be looking where it's at you might be looking for it I will get what I've asked for the enemy might say no but you've got to put a deaf ear to it the enemy says not going to happen. We've been here before. We've had preachers come and say before. And we felt a little. And we had some good services. But eventually it left. Why? You see, I'm talking about a move of God within this church that it won't leave next week. I'm glad that somebody. I'm talking about a move of God that won't leave next month. I'm talking about a move of God that won't leave next year. Where you're talking, Brother Jeremy, God is saying, hey, I wish somebody in this last day would just believe me. And when I say something, believe it. If they will believe it, it will happen. It will stay. It will stay. I am not here tonight to represent God to you as a candy stick. And whenever you have a sweet craze, you just take a lick off the stick. Well, I'm in the Holy Ghost here. I'm not here to make you believe that God is your repairman. And that if you call for him, he will just hop to it and fix your problem. God is neither a candy stick nor your maintenance man. God is exactly who he is, God. I wish somebody would hear me. I said, God is exactly who he is. He's God. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the Beginning. 
the first and the last. He that was and is and is to come. The Almighty. He's God rolled in flesh. He is the God of all things. And if he promised it to you and you believe it, it will come to pass no matter what hell you're going through. He's to be approached and to be treated as God. For the Bible clearly states that there's none like him in heaven and earth and under the earth. For if you haven't realized it by now, let me let you know that he is all powerful. He is all knowing and he is all present. Isaiah described him pretty good. Has thou not known Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary, and there's no searching of his understanding. God is simply God. He is great and greatly to be praised. And as God... As God, as great as God is, tonight the scriptures declare to us that he can be touched by our infirmities. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now what we do because of this. He said then let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. That we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God cares about you. God cares about me. I wish somebody would get with me. God cares about us. God cares about his church. God cares about this assembly. And if you will as believe it, ye shall receive whatever you ask from God. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's right. Say, that's right. Everyone say faith. Faith. Say faith. Faith. Say it again. Say faith. Faith. God is moved by faith. Faith moves God. Prayer and fasting, I said it before, is good. And it brings your body and your spirit into subjection to God's body, spirit. It brings you, your relationship becomes greater with God. But if you do not have faith in what you pray for, nothing will happen because only faith moves God. For every man is given a measure of faith. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 21, we read it. I'd like to read again. Jesus stated, Jesus answered and said, Then Verily I say unto thee, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do which was done to the fig tree, but also if you say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. You see, Jesus was not questioning 
are concerned about their faith. I'm preaching to this church. He was concerned about their doubt. He knew they had faith. He pointed, he wanted to point out, should I say, that if you have faith, then don't doubt. Now some of you look puzzled. But it is possible to have faith and doubt at the same time. And after all of these services and what we felt, God has allowed us to to rise up. But now we're facing with some issues within ourselves. We've got faith. But now because the enemy is rising his head. Now we've got doubt. Oh, I'm going to say it. Is this alright brother? You know sister shared me. She's something else. I personally, I think she's the best Christian in the world. I live with her. She's faithful. She's a much better person than I am. Always up. Never a negative word. She does not like to speak negative. If somebody starts speaking negative to her about somebody, she just kind of, there's the hand. Even to me. There wouldn't be none to that sweet little woman, wife of mine to look at me and say, you need to stop talking that way. Don't speak negative. She's pretty cool. Well, she's been hurting in her body. While we're praying and for people, she's been having tremendous pain. And she went to her for her checkup. And uh, so the doctor... Here we are, the doctor, and I'm shaking, you know, the way I am. I, you know, hey, doc, you know, I talk to her, but I talk about God, I talk about God, I talk about God. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. That's the way I am. And so she said, well, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. It's arthritis in your body, perhaps. We're going to take x-rays of this. Now, and I looked at her, I said, honey, you ain't got nothing. I said, you're just welcome to the club. You want to be used of God? Let me say something to you also. Whatever gift God gives you or all of you to, to flow in, the enemy will come. If you've got the gift of faith, you watch it. If you have the gift of healing, just of healing, well, you just may start feeling a little pain. That's how it works. That's how. And so we went. To the doctor. And she sent us to the hospital. And she went to go get her x-rays. Which I guess, honey, there's nothing wrong with you. You're going to go through all this mess. And they're going to say, we found nothing. Hallelujah. That didn't go too far. Well, anyway, we went there. 
And I'm trying to find her. She went ahead of me. I'm trying to find where she was. And I go to the registration desk and I start talking to this woman. Now, the doctor saying to my wife, you, you know, arthritis. And blah, blah, blah. That's why you're hurting. That's why your back's hurting. That's why your hips hurting. That's why blah, blah, everything's hurting. Okay, so we're going to go check this out. And I'm over there and I said, ma'am, can you help me? I'm looking for my wife. She went, and all of a sudden in the conversation, she said, oh. She says, me and Arthur has a meeting. He's my friend. Arthur. She says, arthritis. Cha-ching. And so to make a long story short, because I want to preach, my wife had to go to get x-rays by the doctor because she says arthritis. But God said, I'm just going to pass you there so you can pray for a woman. And I prayed for her right there in the middle of the hospital, which I liked very much. In the name of Jesus Christ, and she held my hand, and God touched her in the name of Jesus. And arthritis was gone in the name of the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, I wish you would believe. So in 9, Mark chapter 9, story goes something like this. If you don't mind, I won't take too much of your time. And when he came to his disciples and saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them, and straight, straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitudes answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which had a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teared him. He foamed by the mouth, gnashing of his teeth, he pined it away. And I spake to, his, to thy disciples that they should, not if they can, but here, they are the disciples of Jesus, and you should. Cast these devils out. But they could not. Faith. But now a problem. And he answered and said, oh, faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to, unto me. And they brought him unto him and they and when he saw him, straightway the spirit teared him and he fell on the ground. Just like before. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? He said, of a child. Just get this in your mind. And oft time he's cast him into the fire, into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, God, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. All things are possible to them that believe. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost? And straightway the father of the child cried out, said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. And then when he saw the people running, came running together, he rebuked 
the foul spirit said unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him. And he ended no more unto him. And the spirit cried out and ran him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that they said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Verse number 23. This seems to be a teaching instead of just evangelism. I'm not sure. He said, if thou canst believe. The man stated, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. The word believe means to have faith. The word unbelief means the lack of faith or to doubt. In essence, pastor, the man here was saying, I have faith. I am a believer. I believe in you, but I'm having trouble with believing or with doubt. I believe in you. I have faith in you and who you are, but I'm having a problem. I'm having a problem believing that it's going to happen. And I truly believe that there are many in the midst of us today in this revival that that's where you are. <laughs> the father had seen his son for years in this particular predicament, possessed, trying everything, coming to his disciples, the Lord's disciples, and they couldn't do anything. I think they should do it. Then when they didn't do it, oh my. Am I in the book? And then Jesus rebukes them by being faithless. He said, now if you just can believe, dad, it's going to happen. He said, but you got to help me. Now this, I'm fixing the end. No big, no big thing. But watch this. This is what God gave me. Brother Davis, Jesus said, I'm going to help you with your unbelief. How? I'm going to give you a miracle. See, you don't understand. You don't know what's taking place. And I'm not quite sure. I love you guys. I'm not playing church here. But you're at the place that you can receive so many things. But you're allowing things and around you and the devil and circumstances to blind what you were all been looking for for so many years. And he said, no, we're just here. We believe in God. But we're having trouble because for so many years we've faced this and this and this. And we haven't seen so. And God said, no, no. He said, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to help you with your doubt. How am I going to help you? How, Lord, are you going to help me with your doubt? With my doubt? He says, I'm going to give you a miracle. Now watch this. We've had a lot of miracles, Brother Davis, Brother, that's happened since we've started this revival. I'm telling you, you I'm telling you, you would not believe how many people were actually touched of God. And yet, and yet, some of you have lost what you've been touched with already. And you went back to your comfort zone and said, I believe, but this is the way I should stay. Well, you know, 
I felt God and it kind of left, but the next day it was there. You had your miracle and you didn't recognize it. Boy, you feel the Holy Ghost. Why are you saying that? I'll tell you why I'm saying that. Because when Jesus started the miracle, the boy acted just like the problem. crazy. Jesus starts praying. He wants to touch your body. Oh, there's a touch in your body. But Jesus starts, he says, give me the boy. Am I in the book or I missed it? If I missed it, I'm, I'm going home and play with the puppy. But Jesus said, give me the boy. Bring him here. Now, Brother Davis, Jesus is starting to pray for the boy, Sister Davis. And what happens? He falls to the ground. Like something's tearing him apart, foaming at the mouth. He's doing the same thing that he's been doing for years. And it took a period of time. Why? I don't know. And then they thought he was dead. And Jesus said, come up. And so God's been touching you and building this, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost, and building this revival to bring you to a place. This place would be filled, this area, this revival ready in this whole area. Not for just this assembly, but it's there. But every time you, for, you go forth and believe, that's a problem of the devil. And when God comes to give you that miracle, it looks like your problem. It's acting up again. My hand's hurting again. My heart's not beating again. I checked my sugar this morning and it's up again. Why did you check it to begin with? <laughs> to convince you that if it was low, you're healed. If it was high, you wasn't. And so you come back on a Wednesday night and say, it's gone. Who said it was gone? That's called faith. Am I telling the truth? And so some of us, we're losing what God did the first night or the second night, the second service. No, when everybody was just, like, yeah, look, look, oh, yeah, yeah, no more pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not making fun of you. I'm glad. I was, I was, hey, I'm excited. I'm with y'all. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. And the devil tries to cause a come. And, hey, oh, I'm hurting or whatever, but hey, your miracle may start just like the problem, but you got to hold on. Hold on until whatever time period, and all of a sudden, wow. Wow. It's like I told you the other, the other service about this lady. I'll, I'll repeat myself. I'll tell you it again. It's good. The story's always good. When I told her about the Lord was going to touch her. And she was going to hear three snaps in her back. And God was going to completely heal her back. And when I prayed for her, she went home. She called her pastor. She said, Pastor, I feel worse than what I did. She went several days like that. So I'm feeling worse and worse. And then one particular night, all of a sudden she heard, pack, pack, like some snap three times in her back. And she was instantly healed. 
You see, sometimes faith is a great thing. Don't get me, don't, it is. Faith is a great thing. That's sometimes a great faith thing. Great thing. And then you walk by faith. Then sometimes it looks like faith begins to fail you for some reason. Or something's happening. But when you walk in that faith, and it seems like, then you walk out of faith into a word or a dimension called trust. I've got faith in you. I've got faith you've done it. And if it's not working quite that way right now, I'll now I'm going to walk in a place called trust. And though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And when you go on and continue to trust him, that's when the blessings come. I saw in my mind's eye, vision, whatever you want to call it. You were standing all together as a congregation, just together. And before you was just a big pile of presence. Miracles, signs, wonders. Presence is coming to me with names on it of, of family members to be saved things that were going to change and happen and deliverance. All these presents were right there. Nothing was between you guys. Nothing at all to get to it. But you just stood and watched. Now I'm going to ask you, it's it's 8 o'clock. Two minutes after. Now this is the way I am. Where do we go from here? What do we do? Now, Brother Sherman, give me a, a six-day uh, lesson on what to do. And then God says, there's no lesson. You know what I'm saying? You maybe can do it. You can do it. Some of these men, that you can do it. Big old lesson stuff. You guys are smart like that. I mean, I'm just, I'm me and my bicycle, and that's it. And God. But God's saying there's no lesson. It's the same faith that it took you to get the Holy Ghost. That takes you to speak in tongues. She's got to exercise that same faith. And move into the other, another dimension or another area in your walk with God. Don't be satisfied with talking in tongues. And just simple salvation. I'm not saying simple, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no. You see, now, Sister, Sister Sherman and I, we, we pastor Walmart in Bro Bridge. Y'all didn't know that, huh? That's a big place. And I pastor that. I pastor Walmart in Bro Bridge. I got a big congregation, all types of people. I didn't get them, they haven't paid tithes yet, but, but, and they don't give them the offering. But, but I pastor them. I like Walmart. Anybody like Walmart? You ever been to a place where there's no Walmart and you just, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's like not having your iPhone. But we, I, we pastor. I say we pastor there because I like to go to Walmart and walk around. I don't care for shopping much. Sister Sherman likes to shop, but I, I'm not a shopper. I'm not. You know, I go to a store, I want a can, this blue can of this, put, let's go. 
I don't, I'm not. So Sherman goes in a clothing store, and I said, oh, my God, help me. And she'll go, and she'll go to every rack. And then after three hours, she'll come back to that first rack and get the thing that she should have got from the beginning. You guys know what I'm talking about? But you go anyway because you love them and you want to have time with them. And ain't no problem with that because mama always takes care of dad, so that's fine. But, but I'm not a shopper. But, but I like going to pray for people. I like doing that. I like going when I'm pumping gas at the station. You guys ever do that? Now, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if that's yes, no, or want to, and I try, and I didn't, and I feel. What's that? <laughs> I'm am I not telling the truth? Didn't, didn't you just do that to me? You guys do that? <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> I'm lying or something. <laughs> well, you know how, how you do that. You, you just do it. And so I, I, I go there and go down the aisle and, and the Lord tells me something. I feel like something. I look at somebody and I'll go to him. And then it's kind of crazy, but why not? Excuse me, ma'am. Yes? You know, you know they kind of scary. I mean, what do you want, you know? And then this is really blesses them. He said, I'm a minister and the Lord spoke to me about you. And that really. You what? Who's speaking? And you go on. I've done it. And all of a sudden, God moves right there in Walmart, and they're crying. And you know, I lay hands right in the middle of the aisle. Who's going to stop you? And why are you saying that? What does it have to do with this, this message? That's where God wants you at. Sister Sherman was, oh, just a while back, was in Walmart, and she was going and getting some personal things, and I didn't really want to stay in that area and stuff like that. And, and I went towards this way, and, and uh, the girl was behind the counter. And I looked at her. I said, hi, hello, how you doing? And I looked at her and said, you got kidney problems. I said, I'm a minister. The Lord just told me you got kidney problems. And she said, yes. And I said, well, would you like me to pray for her? I said, if you believe God, God will heal you of that. And she said, sure. And we prayed. It was, oh, I don't know how many weeks later, I was checking out, and she was the one doing, you know, the checking out, whatever, like that. And, uh, and she says, hey, I know you. Boy, and everybody stopped. All around, she had a big boy. I know you. You're the one that prayed for me. Cool, everybody's in line, looking around. You prayed for me, remember me? And I looked at her and said, oh, yes. She said, I'm the one that had the kidney problem. She said, you prayed for me, and God healed me, healed my kidneys. Then she started saying, she said, I told my husband I was healed. He said, nah. I said, I'm healed. Nah. She said, I'm healed. He said, okay. And everybody that was around her heard that somebody prayed for her, hallelujah, and God healed her. 
She had simple faith. I'm trying to tell you, and I'm going to hush up. If you will believe God, if you will believe God, it don't make no difference how your miracle starts. Hold on. It may look like filled with trouble. It may look like it's involved with demons. But if you hold on, your miracle will take place. Now, some of you, your family lives, your children, everything looks like it's chaos. You say, I've been praying and praying and praying and it just gets worse. It looks just like it always did. Yeah. You never know when it's the hand of God and it looks like it. And instead of griping and saying it's not working, say, wow, my miracle is taking This lady back here in the wheelchair. That wheelchair is not the will of God. Oh, you better watch what you say, Brother Sherman. The Bible says for us to pray for things to happen on earth as it is in where? Is there a wheelchair in heaven? Is there cancer in heaven? Is there arthritis and heart problems and all this? Or any of those things, sickness and disease in heaven? Is there? Well, then if it's not there, then it's not the will of God for it to even be here. Now, we do go through it. We suffer. We see that around us. But if we have faith, I truly believe that the church of today is powerful enough to take care of sicknesses and disease and devils and whatever comes against us. The only thing is we've got to have the faith to believe it. So I pray for you, sister. Arthritis. No more arthritis pains. Are you having arthritis pains now? They're gone? In the name of Jesus. No more arthritis pains. And then they're, now, 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 this is, now you see guys, uh, can I? Okay, don't fall off. If I do break a spine, just pray for me. You see, that, that woman, you got arthritis, ma'am? Yeah, right. Is, is it painful? Not right now, because we pray for it and stuff like that. It's gone. Is that correct? Is that right? Now, did you hear her? She has arthritis. I prayed for her a moment ago earlier. Her fingers are long. I'm trying to make fun. She was hurt. You look like I'm crazy. But she said, I have no more pain. What we should have done was not just, uh huh, uh huh. We should have just said, wow, yes, Lord. Yes, this woman has arthritis. There's no more arthritis. In the name of Jesus, let that foot be healed. In the name of Jesus, let her heart be healed. Somebody needs to acknowledge it. Somebody needs to believe it. Somebody that say, yeah. We are having it. We're going to continue to have it. It's just as simple as that. And I'm going to hush up. I'm going to leave y'all. I promise. I know I said, but sit down. So some of you, I didn't mean to say sit down. Would you please be seated? Sit down. Now, how many of you were touched in these services? And healed. And yet, something's creeping back. Now, I know you don't want to say, well, who wants to admit it? Well, you don't have to. But it's like coming back and talking to your mind. 
I'm telling you, it won't happen. It's going to die. But now you got to get a hold of him and say, not anymore. Not anymore. I refuse to let it die. I refuse to accept these things. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what speaks to my mind. I will hold on until it's done. So in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, devil. So come on, brother. Yes, I take authority over every spirit that's trying to hinder this people, your people, God. To confuse them, to make them not believe, and to hold on on faith. Devil, you're a liar. Cast every spirit of doubt and unbelief and confusion in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Loose your people, Jesus. Some of you God's been dealing with spiritually. And you've held it in and you had not opened up totally to God. With the hunger that you need to open up with towards God. That's why you're in the same problem you're in. You're not being delivered from those things. You're not going, you're not getting taken care of those things because you have not made up your mind. As an individual, say, you know what? I'm really gonna stop this. I'm really gonna quit this. I'm really gonna change. Lord, I want you more than anything else. When you get to that place, that's when you're going to get touched of God. Hallelujah. He's got to mean more to you than anything. Now, what do you want? You feel the Holy Ghost or I'm, I'm, I'm totally out of place here? No music, no big thing, but God's here. That's the biggest thing. You believe him? Do you really believe him? Do you believe that you can have whatever you want? Right now, God's speaking to me. There's a man in this building. You've been struggling with your walk with God. You, you've been struggling with... I know who you are. He showed me. You've been struggling with your walk with God. And you're, you're having problems even as I speak. You're dealing with your thoughts within your mind. But I'm actually I'm telling you and that if you would just, just yield yourself to God and admit to God where you're at, that you need God, how, you, you ought to come now so God can touch you and deliver you and bring you back to the place you were once before. Would you come, sir? One more time, and that's it. Okay. All right, it's all up to you. But what do you want? What do you want? Pastor, I want you to come up. I'm going I'm to go with you. you. You've been backing me up. And back, back. What do you want, sir? I want everything that God's got for me. Everything that God's... But can you say some things, like, just, if you can, if you don't mind, like, and just state certain things you want to take place that you're looking for and believe in God for here. I believe in God for revival. 
a harvest of souls for the church to rise up and us to be the body that produces the fruit that God has put within us to produce. Praise the Lord. That's what you want. Yes. That's what you believe in. Yes. If I tell you that because of your faith and you believe in that, that it will take place. Yes. You believe that? Yes. Then you look at, look forward because those doors will open and you will see the things in the name of Jesus. You will see those things come to pass. Say, Brother Sherman, you better watch what you're saying. Why should I watch? That's what's our problem. We're afraid to just ex- exercise our faith and believe God. For he's able to do exceedingly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. We serve a living God that can do all things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me show you. I, I, I quit. I quit. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I was in a revival. I went behind the pulpit and made a statement. I looked at the pastor's wife. I said, ma'am, I began to talk to her, saw some things about her son. And she began to weep and cry and backslid away from God. She just started to cry. I saw a gift, I believe it was on top of her head. And she said, I told her all about this. And she said, yes, yes. I said, what would you think? I said, I'm telling you that before we leave this building, your son will come through those doors and come to the altar and pray through. That was almost an impossibility. The service went on. Nothing happened. We were at the place, the altar call. Nothing happened. The pastor was coming up to pray over the food. And here I am. Big mouth. Said anyway, you're a big mouth. Just about when we say, Lord, bless this food. Doors in the back of the church busted open. The man ran into the altar and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God can do it, and God can do it with this church the same way. I spoke to a gentleman. Pastor, I'm going to give it to you. I really, I really will shut up. Lord, help preachers that say that all the time. I'm trying to help you. And I looked at a man in the conference. I began, God began to minister him, to him, Brother Davis, and, and I said, your daughter's lost. She's away. He started crying. I said, what would you say? I see your daughter coming home tonight, and she will jump with your wife in bed and spend the night. And she had gone, did all kinds of stuff away from home, worst of the worst. He was just weeping. By the time the service was over, he had a phone call. He had to leave to go receive the phone call. He answered the phone, yes, it's his wife. She said, honey, you'll never believe it. He said, what is it? He said, she said, the name of the girl just came home and she's right here tucked by me in the bed. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Let's stand to our feet right now. In the name of the Lord, thank you for coming. In the name of the Lord, right now, whatever you will believe, God will do it. Well, Brother Sherman, you're right. That's what his word said. Whatever you ask, believe it. It shall be done. It shall be done. Well, maybe. No, no, maybe. It shall be done. If you just believe God, it does not matter how impossible it looks. It shall be done. Lift your hands. Lift your hands high and begin to talk to God. Begin to believe for everything. Believe for your family right now. Believe for your healing right now. Believe for your renewing right now. Believe for, the, for your deliverance right now. Believe God for anything right now. I will be touched of God. I will be made free. I will be healed. There's no disease. There's no sickness within your body that God's not able to take care of it. You've got to have faith. You do not have to live with that condition. You do not have to live in that problem. God is your help. Helper, God is your helper. If there's a spiritual sickness, uh, if you feel with bitterness and doubt, uh, whatever it may be, and that forgiveness, uh, He's able to take that away from you. You just gotta believe. Say, God, take this garbage away from me. Take it all. Heal me. Deliver me. Make me free in the name of Jesus. If you have faith, don't doubt. And your miracle, your miracle, he will give you a miracle and don't reject it or turn your back on it because it may look like the problem that you're suffering.